Welcome to episode 206 of the All the Book Show, recorded at my house. That's right. In the middle of the street. <laughs> Typically from the David right. A. Howe Public Library, yeah. but not today. Uh, we talk book news, author news, and literary news. What you just heard was our normal theme song, but played live on the acoustic by Ben Lehman. Hello, everyone. That's Ben, ben Lehman. Welcome. Yeah. You know, I thank gotta you. say, Ben, I say it on the show all the time, but I really do love that theme song, so thank you for providing yeah. it for oh, us. You're very welcome. Yep. Yeah. Eric's not so kind, but I love it. I think it's great. <laughs> Your uh, author spotlight creeps me out to this day. <laughs> yeah. So. He's a little scared by Yeah, it. some yeah. of those I, you it's know, like, don't really know what spotlight. I'm doing. Yeah. But anyway. Well, uh, makes, I'm Eric Mickles. And I'm Nick Gunning, and it makes perfect sense to have the live music today, because music is the theme of our show. Oh my gosh, it is. We're going to be talking about what you listen to when you read. Really, we're going to be talking about what we listen to when we read, but uh, that's where the conversation begins. And ends. Oh, okay. All right. No, it doesn't end because this is part one of a three-part series that we're doing on music. So, Eric, why don't you give us a little bit of a background on that? Our main segment will be on the music we listen to while we read. Yes. But as will become apparent when I start talking about the music I listen to while I read... uh, there's a certain type of music that's very important when I read, which is Overclocked Remix, uh, the website, which provides video game remixes. So we interviewed Lion Tamer, who helps run the site itself, on all about Overclocked Remix and its history and a bunch of intricate parts and uh, how some of the remixes went on. You'll be able to hear that next. And then, at the end of the week, we're going to have a pretty sweet playlist of some Overclocked Remixes. It, that should be a lot of fun. A lot of yeah. different songs on there as an example of so, some of the songs I listen to. Much like our Spider-Man trilogy of episodes, yeah. we're listening to the episode proper, followed by two off-the-books episodes, yeah. which will be coming to you this week, right? We're yeah. going to put them all on. This was this the week. excitement we were all experiencing in, like, 2000, 2001, when DVDs were putting out all those special features. Yes. We had a director's commentary. Yeah. We had a behind the scenes yep. the casting remember the casting scenes yeah. like oh Hugh Jackman's yeah. really bad in his audition yeah, yeah. So. I know you're joking but uh-huh. I was actually very excited about Groundhog Day because I've seen that movie like 600 times uh-huh. and on the Blu-ray they had like never before seen deleted scenes Ooh. and they were all bad yeah. and I was seeing more Groundhog Day yeah. and it was very exciting it was, it was a crazy time yeah, we were all we just wanted more what and then it became to too much it was yeah so. yeah now it's sort of stripped back down yeah that's true but that's not what we're talking about. No. So we're going to dig into the music. <laughs> what DVD a extras bit later. do you watch while you read? <laughs> that's right. But now I think it's time to turn to our bookmark segment. Hit it, Ben. All right, boys. Let's see how this goes. Bookmark. I love it. It's even yeah. better live. Funny thing. <laughs> funny thing about well. this. Funny thing about this bit of music, I usually listen to the podcast, but I'm like way, way behind, so uh-huh. I just kind of go back and listen to old episodes. Right. I didn't know that Eric had been putting this music in for like weeks and weeks and weeks oh. until finally he like mentioned it. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I so, just put it in thinking like, oh, this will be, I won't tell Nick that Ben yeah. sent this, it'll just be a surprise, but you were yeah. so behind, I got too impatient. I'm like, do you not care? <laughs> so... <laughs> All right, well... I've been waiting forever yeah, for a yeah, message I'm from sorry, Nick saying... I'm sorry. Oh, well, yeah. I do like it. It's a nice addition. Uh, if it makes to, him cry. Yeah, I tear I up. have to cut it out I normally. I tear up. If you're new to the podcast, the bookmark segment is when we talk <laughs> about where we are in our reading, what we've been reading, and sometimes it bleeds over into movies and games and concerts mm-hmm. as well. So, uh, oh, was that, was that a segue <laughs> for you to talk about how you saw the Rolling Stones? It wasn't, but I'll take it. Uh, yes, my friend Steve Rudd and I saw uh, the Rolling Stones on their first date in East Rutherford, New Jersey at the MetLife Stadium. Uh, this was this concert was rescheduled. It was supposed to be back in June, but Mick Jagger's heart issues led to the concert being pushed way back. So yeah. uh, luckily, we still made it. We got there. Was his heart issue due to or because of or the lack thereof chemicals? 
I think it's because he can't get no satisfaction, and so he just... <laughs> satisfaction no. is a type of uh, prescribed drug he has to take to bounce on everything. I guess so. But we did, we are planning a special uh, concert overview episode in the coming weeks because Goodness. we're doing so many summer concerts this time, so we actually did record a segment uh, at the Rolling Stones concert that we'll be play later on, so I'm going to just give you the highlights. Our seats were really far back, but it was dead center in the auditorium, so we had like a perfect mm-hmm. view. So it was great. It was, it was. Uh, I don't want to give too much away because we did Please talk don't. about it extensively, but um, <laughs> they had a great set. I would have liked a little bit more like inside story, a little bit more band chatter. I would have liked some slowdown songs, but mm. overall, it was a great experience. It like was, uh, Ruby Tuesday? Yeah, Ruby Tuesday. I would have liked yeah, actually. They did do "She's a Rainbow," oh, okay. which was uh, that was that was for me that one of the highlights because it was a, a vote song. People voted on what they wanted, and that uh. one came up. So it's kind of a, a deep cut. But anyway, it was it was kind of surreal to be actually mm-hmm. like seeing the Rolling Stones being the Rolling Stones. Right. But uh, yeah, it was a really good experience. My wife and I also saw Sarah McLaughlin uh-huh. at Art Park, which was fun, especially for her. She loves that. Mm-hmm. And then you. So what did Goo you Goo see? Dolls and Train. Goo Goo Dolls and Train. With my wife and your wife. Because your wife's right. a huge Goo Goo Dolls fan. She and is. so is my wife all of a sudden. She, she is. Like the past few years. Yeah. When I first met Kendra, she hated the 90s yeah. in terms of music. Well. And uh, I think it's a Nightingale there's, there's situation. There's no, no place for hating... Uh, <laughs> did you say a Nightingale situation? Yeah, what did I mean? Mockingjay? I, I, I know what you mean. When you're but... trapped in the hospital. Yeah. And the nurse falls in See, love with you. Mockingjay. No, it's not. You said Nightingale, <laughs> and now I can't get yeah. over it. Stockholm Syndrome. It's a Stockholm mean, Syndrome yeah. with the 90s okay. music. Yeah. Right, okay. It's a Sadie Hawkins situation. <laughs> okay. Um, did the Rolling Stones play Heartbreaker? Do, 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 do. No. Okay. That would have been one I would want wanted to hear. No. Did they no, play, they didn't. can't you hear me, can you hear me knocking? No. Really? Yeah. Are those like deep cuts that I... I don't, you know, I like, don't think so. They just have such a vast catalog. Oh, did they play that years. one song, that their newer song that you love, the can't, like Blue uh, and Lonesome? And no, all that? Uh, Don't Stop. Them? No, they didn't, and I oh. wanted them to. But they did do some things I was excited okay. about. But you'll find all of that in our <laughs> upcoming concert-themed episodes. Right. I don't want to get into it too much. Ben, do you see any concerts lately? Uh, not recently, no. Oh, this yeah. is embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> Should have vetted him before we had him on the show. Yeah. Uh, ben, why don't you go first? What What have you been reading? What, what's lately going on for you? Currently, I'm reading two books. I'm oh, reading... Okay. Well. <laughs> I know. With the, such yeah, a steamed real, library real professor. As soon as we start recording real live, you got a real <laughs> yeah. uh, showmanship here. Uh, uh, no, right now I'm reading Carry On by Rainbow Rowell. Oh, um, okay. Um, this is my second time trying to read the book after trying to listen to the audiobook. Okay. Mm. Isn't it like 800 pages? It's, it's huge. It's a little over 500. Oh my gosh. It's, it's not terrible. It still feels a lot of like, That's hey, her. we're pretending. This is Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of, you know. Yeah. And so she's so charming that like it makes it... <laughs> it like That's what she has in spades right. when she writes. Yeah, so uh-huh. like that's the way I've been... Is it funny? I mean, it, it's had a couple of moments that I've been like, oh, okay, that kind of works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still, you know, it's like, hey, it's sort of Harry Potter, but not Harry Potter. Yeah. But then also, like, she definitely wants you to know that this takes is taking place in the UK. Like, right. every page there's, like, one okay. reference. And I'm like, okay, yeah. you're from <laughs> Right, we, we get it, we get it. <laughs> yeah, we know. Okay. <laughs> um, and then I've been slowly um, chipping away at a book... Um, by Bo Bryson. Um, I don't know that author. A short, uh, shoot, what is it called? A short history of nearly everything, something like okay. that. It's a nonfiction. I see. Um, but yeah, it's just sort of a chapter by chapter history of the universe kind of deal. Interesting. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, it's pr- it's pretty good. I'm enjoying it, but you know, I can have you learned anything so about the, the universe? Uh, that I you can... didn't already know. <laughs> 
I mean, a lot of it... It's meant to be a, a layman's guide to science. Uh, um, a Ben layman's guide to science. <laughs> yeah, you know. Thank you for that, Someone Nick. Had for to. those who aren't watching the stream, Nick pointed at Ben. Yeah, for I me. just wanted it to took help me him a brief out. second. I wanted to help him out. It's like um, Ben, yeah, beard. So you you would think I would would have learned everything since yeah, that is that's yeah. your yeah. name, yeah. So yeah, it's it's good. All right. Yeah. Well. I want to mention, for more on Rainbow Rowl, you can check out our whole Rainbow Rowl spotlight. That on, was forever ago. I know. SoundCloud.com slash all the books. Carry that on. That was our first all the books night. Was it? At your house? I think you're right. I think so. Way back in the day. Set, yeah. set up on a card table in yeah. your living room. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Yeah. Very, uh, very yeah. homebrewed. That was our Steve Jobs, Wozniak in exactly. the garage kind of situation. Exactly. Carry on is actually the only of her novels that I haven't read. Um, it's and her biggest novel. It's I ridiculous. Know, I know, and well, I, that surprises I liked, me. I liked Fangirl, but the the carry on portions of Fangirl were my absolute least favorite parts. Mm. So, I just haven't had the urge to pick up what is essentially yeah. like Harry Potter fan fiction. It's, it's I, interesting though because we we also just talked to Lauren James yeah. last episode, yeah. and she has a fake TV show yeah. in there, and I. Completely forgot to ask universe, her. Yeah. I wanted to know, like, if she was planning to do anything more oh, with that. Oh yeah, I wondered that too. I wondered um, what that ba was based on. If yeah. you haven't picked up the Loneliest Girl in the Universe by Lauren James, uh, please do so, and then go back and listen to the episode uh, mm -hmm. we interviewed with her. My brother Steve, contributor through the All the Book Show, mm -hmm. uh, started the episode and stopped when you said, "Like, we're going to spoil it," because right. he was so intrigued by uh, the book. So okay. I would suggest, yeah, you, you do haven't. read the book before you listen to the Lauren James interview. But anyway, yeah. uh, what about you, Eric? What have you been reading? I haven't read anything. I've been oh, so okay. busy. Uh, it's been a crazy busy week. Yeah, with work and uh, real life, it's just been... Not that work isn't real life. I understand. It's just been... I haven't had like a, too much time to read anything, so yeah. like at night, I've just been kind of... Or at lunch, I've just been reading some comics, mm -hmm. and so like I finished Essential X-Men Volume 10. Wow. And so I've got one more of Making that. Making your way. Yeah, I'm probably going to keep with it, because eventually I'll get to some comics I have read. Okay. But then I'll get to Executioner's Song, which I only read pieces of, I because see. I was only reading Uncanny and regular non-adjectived okay. X-Men. And so, <laughs> so I yeah, that's all I read. It's fun. Okay. It's uh, Claremont. What what years are you reading? This, so this is like 1990, 91-ish. Oh, okay. okay. I think it's like 89, 90 here. Chris Claremont, you used to be, you would be able to say during most of his X Men run that if you just read the dialogue without knowing who was talking, you yeah. would know who's talking because wow. of how he writes the dialogue. But later on in his career, he gets real uh, repetitive with things. He hmm. he does a thing where he'll say like a two word sentence and repeat it. He's like my my choice, my responsibility, that kind of like structure. Yeah. And every character will say something uh, like that, and they also all say, "Bang, you're dead." All the time. Really? It's, yes. It, and they won't even be characters who, like, talk to each other. Like, Lady Deathstrike says it at one point. I know Gambit will say it like later in, on. Like, in a serious... Yeah, they'll 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 hit each other or attack somebody, and somebody will be like, bang, you're dead. And it's all the time. Here. I'm like, how does every character... It's like a drinking game for him. Yeah, how many times can I, he get you in, be bang, dead. you're dead? You'd be dead. So, <laughs> that's really it. I got uh, Descender, which I had talked about last week. Okay. Uh, that's, like, sci-fi robot boy uh, graphic novel from Image Comics. It's... Only six volumes. Okay. I thought it was still going, but it's it's over. So I just grabbed the next four volumes. So okay. I read all that. Apparently, it has a sequel series, Ooh, Ascender. Well, I didn't well. know about that. What are you gonna do? I don't know. Okay, I read a few things. I read The House on Mango Street uh, for our uh, around the around the world book club, which uh, mm -hmm. probably too late to join the book club now. Mm. 
But uh, after that, we're reading a novel called uh, Asunder. Uh, we're focusing on um, uh, Mexican authors, so okay. uh, the, that's in the final is the final in that series is like water for chocolate. So we're doing those over the next couple of months as we record, and we're going to mm. meet over at the Wellsville Creative I Arts go Center. For some chocolate right now. So anyway, House on Mango Street uh, is is a classic. I mean, it's one that uh, is well known. I think I read my copy was like the 25th anniversary edition or something like Ooh. that. But it's um, it's really a series of vignettes, and it's kind of. Um, it's deceptive in its style because it's written from a younger person's perspective and it starts with a lot of optimism, but the more you read, the more like, I don't know, the more like negativity and unhappiness sort of creeps in it. And it's almost like the character oh. is not aware that it's happening. So hmm. in some ways it, um, it kind of pulls a rug out from under you. And by the end you're like, geez, that was bleak. Mm -hmm. So it was not as I was expecting, but I think it's going to make for a good discussion of the Chris, book club. Chris Claremont's X-Men kind of had that effect so, yeah. on me. I was feeling the same way back with the Inferno run. I was like, boy, some light, please. Anything? Yeah. But you finished it. I did. It's yep. a quick read, right? It's only like... Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I don't recommend the audiobook. Uh, I read a few graphic novels, Wolverine First Class, Wolverine by Night, uh, written by Fred Van Lenty. So, Oh, uh, yeah. This is the one where he turns into a werewolf. Yes, he does. Yeah. So, so go back and listen to our Fred Van Lenty interview if you haven't heard that so far. Um, this is also the first time I've read anything about Shang-Chi. So. Oh. You know, there you go. with Marvel announcing the new movie coming they are out. Making this, it this is like my introduction. Yeah. I had also never read any of Mar Marvel's uh, Jack Russell, like Wolfman. What is it? Werewolf by Night? Werewolf by Night. Werewolf by Night. Yeah. I'd not read that character either, so mm -hmm. it was my introduction to both of those. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. I think the Wolverine First Class series is just kind of a. It's just a fun read. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, you're not really going for a lot of depth or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's just a quick, like, a breezy read, so I enjoyed that. The final one I read, um, this is. Uh, this is going to be hard for all of us to talk about, I know. But I read Itty Bitty Mask by Art Balthazar and Franco. And they do a lot in this style. Mm -hmm. And this is basically taking the concept of the mask uh -huh. from the Dark Horse comics, uh, from the movie. The Jim Carrey film, yep. Yeah. Uh, and it's yeah, a new character. It's a, Yeah. A zookeeper gets the mask and hilarity ensues. What's and fun. It was. It was yeah. actually fun. I read this. I'm sorry, guys. I have to bring this up. <laughs> I read this because... Uh, Eric asked me to join him on his podcast, Three Nice Things, yep. where we look at a terrible movie and try to come up with three nice things. Ben was also on that. Yep, I was. And we watched, I can't even, Son of the Map. You don't say that I'm name! Sorry. You don't say that name in my house! Starring, plug your ears. <laughs> How dare you. Starring Jamie Kennedy. Oh, and this, gosh. this was, I know, you're not, I know you don't like this word, Eric, but this was a turd. I this, do hate that word. It's this gross. This was a turd of a film. Uh, so it's you, one of the worst. So we watched, watched we watched podcast. it, and then we recorded it, and then we somehow came up with three nice things yeah, about this, we all and did. it was next to impossible. Yeah, I honestly think it may be the worst movie I've ever seen. I think so too. Like I it, think so too. If not, it's close. Yeah, yeah. I said that about Battlefield Earth, but I think somehow Son of the Mask actually yeah. did do that. They're but all bad in their own ways. They are, but yeah, they Son are. of the Mask was something else. Son of the Mask was I, painful bad. That's true. I didn't leave Battlefield Earth feeling like upset, but I actually was a little yeah. disturbed by Son of the Mask. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, don't ever watch the movie. Right. Don't ever, ever watch the movie. Sure, But if yeah. you want to listen to Eric, Ben, and I discuss it, you can find it where? Uh, at the All the Book... Oh, wait. No, that's us. <laughs> that's, that's what yeah, we're that's doing right now. right now. Yeah. You can find it at RadioMeanwhile.com. It's called Three Nice Things on iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube. Okay. Anywhere you, anywhere you podcast, yeah. you can listen to us talk about that. Um, are we going to do an episode later where you just 
describe itty bitty mask in <laughs> yeah, full as, in full as detail. I did with Battlefield Earth. Uh, no, but I will say, I, did itty bitty mask start a religion? No, it didn't. <sighs> but I did. I did enjoy itty bitty mask. Okay. I think it's it's a good use of Art Baltazar and Franco's style. Right. Um, it's it's a fun take on the character. Um, if you're a fan of the mask and wanted to read the comics, you should know that the originals. Yeah, are I never read them. Crazy graphic violence. Yeah. and not at all Jim Carrey. This yeah. was a little bit more. You know, with the spirit of the movie or the, mm-hmm. the cartoon, as people are are uh, more familiar with it. So anyway, yeah. those are the things I read. I am currently reading um, the Star Trek book that I mentioned last week, Paths of Disharmony by Dayton Ward, part of the Typhon Pact. This is uh, taking me a long time because it's mm-hmm. dull. <laughs> uh, so we'll see if I make it through. Well, you were end. just talking to me in the car today about Star Trek novels and how you're yes. kind of having to like maybe adjust your brain yeah. to thinking about them because the Picard show is coming yeah. up. Right. Ben, have you seen Next Generation? Are you a Star Trek? Uh, I've seen a good portion, but it's been a long okay. time. Yeah. Well, yeah, what Eric and I were talking about in the car was back when Force Awakens came out, Star Wars, uh, it was like kind of the end of the expanded universe mm-hmm. for Star Wars because it, you know, it didn't it didn't yeah. adapt to any of that and it was just sort of like, forget and all Disney that. started putting out their own book yeah, series. here's the new thing. New continuity. And for years, for I mean decades, really, yeah. uh, Star Trek was never uh, never a continued story. Pocket Books, when they published it, didn't allow any recurring characters or anything like that, so it had right. to be a very standalone thing. Mm-hmm. Well, within the last maybe ten years, right. Star Trek has really worked into a uh, a really specific timeline. So all of the novels fit together. There's a reading order. All of that. Uh, they have specific. Um, specific authors that they use our past guest david dvorkin mentioned that uh you know even if you wanted to write a new star trek book they have a set of of people that they use so anyway uh, i've been following those but now i think the picard show is really going to put a fork into all of those i I doubt that they'll 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 continue to release new stories that conflict with what you're seeing Picard and Beverly Crusher are married. Yeah, in the books, Picard and Beverly are married. They have a son. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riker and Deanna are married. They have a daughter. They have this whole yeah. this whole set. That's probably all going. gone. For yeah, the show. and I think the Picard show is going to do it. And I can't imagine that they would allow like this timeline to continue in mm. book form while Picard is kind of blazing new paths. So I'm all for the new show, mm-hmm. but I am a little sad if this yeah. means the end of the uh, you know the books. Star Trek expanded universe as we yeah. know it. But I won't have a problem like I had with the the Star Wars Expanded Universe where I accidentally read the very last book, Crucible by Troy Dunning. And didn't know. And didn't know that it was the end. The end of all of that. All of like the decades of reading that. I was just telling Ben that happened with me with Community. I thought I had like two episodes left, but I didn't. I just had the last episode. And all of a sudden I'm like, wait, is this show ending? Is it ending? Yeah. So you can find more on the uh, the Star Wars expanded universe and our Star Wars. What mm. is it called? The expanded universe strikes back. Yeah, so early that, yeah. on with uh, Amanda Smith and Star Trek. Library. We do have a Star Trek episode. Yeah, yeah. all the books beyond. It's with called your brother. Is he in that? Yeah, that's right. He is. <laughs> yeah, that's who he is. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, you can find all that. But yeah, who would be who? You'd be you. Of course, you're going to cast yourself as Kirk. Well, come on. So, am I Spock? Huh. Or my bones. You're just I feel the like I'm least grumpy. Logical person that I know. So I'm I'm bones because I'm grumpy. Yeah, you could be bones. You could be. So bones. your brother is Spock, but he has crazy. I mean, I guess mm. that makes sense because he's got crazy taste in movies. Yeah, that's true. And you know, yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. All right, so you could be Spock. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, ben could be Wesley Crusher since he's young. <laughs> Shut uh, up, all Ben. Right. <laughs> all right, but in other, uh, I guess this is more book news. Oh, so should we transition into book news now? Yeah, Ben, hit it. Uh, sorry, I don't have a. Oh, there's no book news theme. Oh, uh, sorry, yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> they have announced that they're putting a, IDW is putting out a Picard uh, graphic novel that's Ooh. a prequel to the show, 
And Una McCormick, who has written several Star Trek books, including some of the Discovery books, is going to be writing a Picard prequel novel that's going to mm. set up the new show. Okay. So those things are happening right now. But you're not going to read it. Because I really worried it might ruin it. I mean, yeah. Let me take a poll. Do you guys think that I should read the, the stuff that's set up to the Picard series before the show or just let the show... Yeah, own. that's rough. They're putting it out. I mean, it's it's meant to be yeah. a lead up, you know. I don't know, man. So something like this, the uh, for the J.J. Abrams reboot, mm-hmm. there was a graphic novel called Star Trek Countdown that really set up that movie well, and I think right. I liked the movie more because I'd read that. It was like ah. sort of indispensable. So I don't know. What yeah, do you guys think? It's always a gamble that you're gonna have to take because you're not gonna know yeah. until. Yeah. Personally, I wouldn't, but you I don't. Wouldn't, I, I Eric? wouldn't. But yeah, I tend to read a prequel comic after the thing. Okay. So I read like all the X Men movie prequel things, but after I had seen the movie. Afterwards. Yeah. Okay. Listeners, feel free to, to chime in on this <laughs> at the All the Book Show on Twitter. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to do a Twitter. He's going to do a poll. Yeah, I'm going to do a Twitter poll. I was about to suggest it's it. It's going to happen. Do it. Yeah. Do you have the uh, Do you have the New York Times bestseller list? I sure do. While we're at your house. Yeah. All right. We kind of got away from this for a while, Ben, just with other things happening. And when we went back, it was like all new stuff. So it was like yeah. Christmas. All right, take it's, it away, Eric. What's yeah, all right. So this Times is the New York Times bestsellers list for hardcover fiction. Uh, all right, so number 10 is Ask Again, Yes by Mary Beth Crean. The lives of a neighboring families in New York City suburb intertwine over four decades. Oh. Yeah, so kind That's of like a generational. A, yeah, like Family Matters with Urkel. Yeah. Okay. We were talking family matters before we started recording. Yeah, and, we were. Uh, Do people still know Urkel? Uh, Twitter poll? They still know who Sonic the Hedgehog is. <laughs> That's true, and what he looks like. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see when they yeah. redo it. The reason we bring that up is because Urkel voiced Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes, he did. So, And they're redesigning Sonic the Hedgehog in the Jim Carrey movie. Yeah. So it it's all, all comes together. Yep. Jim Carrey was in the mask. Oh, yeah. Somebody stop me. Go what? on. <laughs> Number nine, City of Girls by Elizabeth Gilbert. An 80-year-old Vivian Morris looks back at her the direction her life took when she entered the 1940s New York theater scene. Mm. Ben, how was the 1940s theater scene? Yeah, what was it like for you? Oh, uh, it was full of, I don't know, lights, camera, action. Huh, okay. Wow, well, you're yeah. successful. Yeah. You had success. Yeah. Good for That's you. Right. I can't believe you put it on the spot like What's that. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I was ready to you're jump not, in. You're going to have to, I was ready have to, to do some in. editing, right. Eric. Go ahead. Uh, number eight. Window on the Bay by Debbie McCumber. A single mom's life takes an unexpected turn when her two children go off to college. How unexpected is that? uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I think the kids go off to college and then an unexpected turn happens. Fun fact, I met Debbie McCumber at the ALA conference Mm -hmm. when I got her to sign a copy of Cottage by the Sea. She was surprised and delighted that a younger man was in her line instead of her Mm -hmm. regular crowd. Yeah. So... She was very polite. I'm, I'm glad for you. Yeah, that's all. So you call her uh, Debs now. Yeah. The Debster. Yeah, Debbie M. Debbie yeah. M. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number yeah. seven. Oh, nope. Number eight. I skipped a whole... No, wait. Number eight was Window in the Bay. Oh, boy. Hey, it's very hot in here. Oh, my gosh. No, actually, it's pretty cool in here, isn't it? No, it's hot. Really? Yeah. I'm starting to feel... But I'm, I'm, wearing, I'm wearing a tie. You're wearing I'm layers wearing and I'm wearing shorts. Yeah. Better. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm always cold Should we talk about what everybody's so wearing? Should we have told temperate. Ben that this is a no shoes, no shirt, no service situation? Because oh, yeah. he is barefoot. All right. Yeah. So Ben is barefoot with... Uh, what kind of shorts would you describe those as? Like board shorts? Board shorts. Yeah. yeah. Kind of grayish board shorts. Yeah. And a nice purple... Is that a v-neck? It's a nice... It is a v-neck. Yeah. That's a purple v-neck. Not too deep. Yeah. 
No, it's yeah. just Nick, the right. Nick is wearing uh, his clothes from work, so he's yeah. got a teal. What kind of tie? Is that? Teal. That's, no, no, that's gray. No. Sorry, it's you described like it. A, it's just like a slate blue tie. Yeah. Well, I, I can't got, really tell. I've got a plaid shirt on. I got yeah. gray pants, and I got black Chuck Taylor. What kind of socks are you wearing today? Uh, Stormtrooper. Stormtrooper socks. Yeah. I was not expecting those. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I'm wearing my uh, a little whimsy. My black cargo shorts and yeah. a very uh, blue. X-Men yes, shirt. It is. I, and Eric's X-Men shirts were recently on display on Twitter over at uh, <laughs> Dust, Dust vs. Tweak on Twitter. Uh, you can see The one I'm wearing now is kind of the Jim Lee era yeah. of uh, X-Men. So it's the Psylocke. X-Men of my youth. Yeah. A lot of uh, Jim Lee's design made into the 90s cartoon. Absolutely. It's so. All right. Number six. <laughs> number seven. Seven. Nice try. Undercurrents. By? By, sorry, my dog tried to get into the room. Oh. By Nora Roberts. Echoes of a violent childhood reverberate to Zane Bigelow when he starts a new kind of family in North mm-hmm. Carolina's Blue Ridge Mountains. A new kind of family. I know what you're thinking, Ben. This is not part of the Deuce Bigelow franchise. <laughs> I, we I, covered I, this last week. Yeah, it's yeah, not we part can, of it. Yeah. Also, I've never met Nora Roberts. I met Rob Schneider. Really? No. I met J.D. Rob. I've never met a Zane. Hmm. I've never met a Zane. I, I know a Xander. Sometimes Xander's I knew a Zane. the library. I knew yeah. a Zane. Nice guy. Okay. Nice guy. Yeah. yeah. Billy Zane? No, not Billy Zane. From Titanic? No. Well, okay, I saw... I would, I would say Billy Zane from Back to the Future, but... You know. Who's he in Back to the Future? He's he's in Biff's gang. Oh. Yeah. All right. So Elijah Wood's also in Back to the Future. I would say Billy Zane Part from two. The Phantom. Oh. I've never seen The Phantom. I've never seen it either. Three nice things. Oh. Okay. Number five. Uh, number six. Sorry. Summer of 69. <laughs> We're, We're, seeing We're seeing Brian Adams! We're seeing Brian Adams! We're seeing Brian Adams this weekend! By Ellen Hildebrand. The Levin family undergoes dramatic events with a son in Vietnam, a daughter in protest, and a dark secret hiding beneath the surface. Mm. Our son's not in Vietnam, he's been murdered by our daughter! <gasps> beneath the surface. Uh, ooh! No, I'm glad we were talking about this. Number five, Thrawn. Treason. Oh. By Timothy Zahn. Uh, as you recall, in our Timothy's on spotlight, spotlight with your friend, with my friend Jesse, uh, none of us really cared that much about the first Thrawn book. Jesse highly recommended the sequel because there was a lot more with Thrawn and Vader. Mm. And now we've got the maybe the cap on the trilogy. Here. Let's see. A Star Wars saga. Grand Admiral Thrawn must choose between his sense of duty to the Chiss Ascendancy mm. and loyalty to the Empire. I hear you. Yeah. choices I'm a fan of Thrawn I liked it when they brought him into the canon with uh, Rebels yeah and now these new Zon books uh-huh. I just I don't think it's a character I really care to revisit though mm. I like him in the Thrawn trilogy less so in the I'd Thrawn like him duology more but... if he had like cool like blades attached to his like elbows oh, he okay. could just like elbow you with blades elbow you with if blades. he had like fire that came I think I'd like eyes. him better if he ever succeeded in his plan <laughs> yeah he's supposed to be this expert strategist true, who just yeah. gets yeah beaten yeah anyway Sorry, uh, Thrawn number, f- number three. Four. Is this is this intentional now? Because I'm worried about you. No, or... I said Thrawn number three. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> number anyway, four. Number three. The New Girl. <gasps> by Zoe Deschanel. By Danielle. Oh, hey, now you've got me all mixed up. By Daniel what Silva. What you doing? Gabriel Allen, the chief of Israel intelligence, partners with the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, oh. whose daughter is kidnapped. Look out. I've never read a Daniel Silva. Black Widow did crazy numbers though and I don't mean the new movie coming out I mean the Daniel Silva's previous book was mm-hmm. super popular what about that song with our Black gang. Widow Baby I never heard it with our, with our gang in Wellsville <laughs> it was very popular uh huh so I imagine this one will be pretty good yeah uh, it's been out for two weeks mm. uh, number three two weeks on the list The Nickel Boys by Colson Whitehead oh yeah 
Two little, boys. A little, little too dark for my taste. Did you read this? I picked it up, and I was like, no, I'm unhappy enough. Two boys respond to the horrors at Jim Crow-era reform school in ways that impact them decades later. Yeah, Underground Railroad was an upsetting book, and this is on track to be more upsetting. Really? Yeah. Goodness. Number two, Where the Crawdads Sing. It's been here for 46 Whoa, weeks. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Delia Owens, in a quiet town of the North Carolina coast in 1969, summer of 69, mm. a young woman who survived alone in the marsh alone becomes marsh. a murder suspect. Look out. The man on the case? Yeah. Swamp Thing. <gasps> it's a Swamp Thing, baby. Uh, number one, uh, the thing that finally knocked down uh, Where the Crawdads Sing for Nick. It's going to be disappointing, isn't it? Is One Good Deed by David Baldacci. Oh, God. Yeah. Nick doesn't like any books. I do like books, <laughs> but I don't like David Baldacci. Have you read David Baldacci? I have not. Did you ever watch the show King and Maxwell? I on have TNT? no idea what that is. Okay. <laughs> you ever watch the show Home Improvement? That's irrelevant. That's irrelevant. <laughs> oh, I thought we were um, just... <laughs> <laughs> just, It's the writing. I just, I don't like his writing, but he oh. is, he is our most popular author, so... Would you like the books if they had more power? <laughs> yes, I would. Yeah. You know what? My wife and I, I recently... I don't think so, Eric. My... Oh. <laughs> ah, he has the beard. That's yeah. perfect. Uh, my wife and I recently watched the Home Improvement pilot. I don't know why. Yeah, I was about on... to ask why. It was on Hulu and there it was. And I was uh-huh. like, let's do it. It held up. Yeah. It held up. All three kids in that pilot? All three kids. Yeah. yeah. And Wilson. You had a JTT poster on your wall when you were a kid, I right? <laughs> I didn't. But my friend Alicia... Uh, loved him and had him Gosh. everywhere. Yeah, so. that's that was that was the same thing growing up. JTT. Everybody was in love with JTT. Everybody. So yeah, uh, I, I did wish I could have the JTT hair, but my hair was too curly. I couldn't do it. So you, couldn't you do it. more of the mark. I don't know. I don't know what this curly. <laughs> I'm more of the Tim Allen hair, I guess. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Oh wait, no, that is number one. I haven't read what it's about. Oh, let's I'm, let me hear. Yeah. It. Let me hear. It. A World War II veteran on parole. Must find the real killer in a small town or face going back to jail. What is this set? I don't know. At first I was like, oh, he doesn't normally A 96-year-old do man. Historical fiction, but... I didn't yeah. kill anyone. Maybe it is. Wow, that's ageist, but... Uh, sorry. No, it's all right. He's probably like, I didn't kill anyone, sir. This... <laughs> 96 young. He's, he's Mickey Mouse? I guess given the time, that would make sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is this Amos Decker? Is this Memory Man? Or is this just Stan No, this can't be. This has to be an original thing. Stan alone. Okay. Uh, it's called One Good Deed. Oh, you know what? Deserves another. Let's, let's, let's enlarge. That's Enhance. Right. No, it's right. Uh, no, but just says a New York Times bestselling author. Okay. So I that thought was, it would say like... That was all for naught. Yeah. Okay. So is most things in life when you really get down to brass tacks. Ben, do you have any impromptu little riffs that you can do for just a general segment? A segment that we're about to do? Yeah, just any segment. Oh, he's picking up the let's guitar. Let's do it. This let's is happening. It. Okay. Here it goes. So this is just a You're general... you have to like probably... You're putting the cable on, wow. no less. No, he's not. I'm trying to think of something. He knows that what I he's can. doing. Yeah. All right, let me hear. Yeah, hold on. He okay. put the capo on the this fifth fret. Everybody, this is happening. <sighs> Anytime. Nah, I don't know. I lost it. No, right. I'll take it. I'll take that it. That was in the we'll, lyrics. We'll workshop it. We'll I workshop don't know. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Well, today, as we mentioned at the top, we're going to be talking about reading habits. We've talked about this. We've talked about reading habits before, just like mm-hmm. how you like to read. You right. know, if you're a if you're a binge reader, if you you know if you like to in the bed, on yeah, a wherever, wherever. Here we're talking about what's going on in the old ears yeah. when you're when you're. What reading. are your ear pops licking? Yeah, no, ear pops <laughs> licking. Your ear tongues. What are the, what are the music pops your ear tongues let's, are licking? <laughs> let's pivot away from tongue. Let's pivot away from tongue. All right. 
so that's that's what we're going to talk about. That's what we're going to talk about. We put this out to our listeners, and we got a variety of feedback, including I don't listen to anything. Yeah. We had Ario Speedwagon in there. Mm-hmm. We had Country. We had just a whole variety of things. So we were not able to come to a consensus of yeah. what people in general like. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's see if we can do it right here. Woo! Let's hash it out. So Eric, yeah. you already kind of gave us uh, a little peek into what you're reading mm-hmm. at the beginning. Um, ben, what about you? Oh. What do you do? No, I'm going to come back to you. I'm going to come back to you. I just want to know. If well, you, typically, yeah. yeah, typically I, I don't like listening to anything. Really? Yeah, oh. this is going to okay. be. <laughs> all right. That's um, all right. Yeah, I just, the the kind of music that I listen to on my own time okay. tends to be more lyric focused. Okay. Like, I I like listening to, like, folk alternative or, like, cool. hip-hop. Like, Corn. hip-hop. No. No, <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, when I, when I listen to music, I like to try and focus on the words and that's just distracting if you're trying to read a book mm-hmm. um so yeah if i if i ever have music playing while i'm listening uh or while i'm reading a book it's uh, it's got to be instrumental okay so but i i you know you don't, i don't seek don't, it out you don't yeah. okay see my wife's the same way she doesn't she doesn't like it at all even instrumental mm-hmm. um it's never really bothered me like sometimes i do listen to music with words and mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't throw me off she hates that mm-hmm. um but I, I always do like to have... You also read in the car, don't you? Yeah, I can You're read in obnoxious. the car. I can, <laughs> I can read in the car. Yeah. Um, but I don't... Uh, I, I prefer it. Like, if I if I'm gonna, if I I'm know I'm going to sit down and read, mm-hmm. I always have music going. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm just reading on the fly or something, right. I might not. But I definitely I definitely do like to have it. So tell me tell me a little bit about yours. And so it for me, really, it started when I was about to, when I was getting into college and starting college and all that, because I was easily distracted. Okay. Uh, if you've never, if you didn't know mm-hmm. that about me, that what, what, what? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I was, I get distracted easily if okay. I'm reading just quietly, if, okay. or if, if I was writing a paper quietly. So I started listening to uh, the music from Overclocked Remix, which is primarily uh, instrumental based, but I mean, there are some lyric ones, but what it did is it like it gave my brain a secondary thing to focus on oh. while I was doing like the main thing. And I don't okay. know if that's like, you know, true or if I just like made if it's a placebo effect, but it kind of like put me in almost like a almost like a deprivation tank kind of situation putting yeah. the headphones on. So that helped me starting with writing papers and then oh, okay. just uh got me focused on uh on reading like like most people i can't listen to i have a hard time listening to things with lyrics okay while reading uh or writing it's just that thing that's where i fall apart but i listen to a bunch of different instrumental stuff now when i read okay so no i think that makes perfect sense that it that it's a it's a focus aid because mm-hmm. you know if, if there's nothing else if it's just like yeah. crickets and sounds and things it's mm-hmm. easy it's easy to get extract but if you sort of you know, if you're yeah. combining those in your head as a more like full experience, I think that makes perfect sense yeah. that it would help you focus. Yeah. Um, mine, I feel like mine is maybe a little bit more like intricate because I try to, uh, I try to match whatever, like the music I'm listening to to, mm-hmm. to what I'm reading. So I have a bunch of yeah. different playlists that I like to listen to. Yeah. Um, so are you like strictly OC remix? I mean, th- I just have so many songs on okay. my computer. It's like, you know, thousands and thousands of tracks. Okay. So usually I'll just hit that. Um, so you just hit like shuffle. You're not, yeah. you're not like, you don't have a cultivated. Well, it depends. Okay. So when I read Neuromancer for our book club, yeah. uh, there's an album overclocked remix put out for the Deus Ex games, okay. which is a cyberpunk series. Okay. And so I just took, took that album and put that on loop while reading 
Neuromancer, okay. so I could get that like cyberpunk Blade Runner kind of yeah. feel, and it was great. Yeah, so. see, that's that's more what I like to do. So I have yeah. a bunch of different playlists, and um, I mean, as our listeners know, I do read a lot of like series and genre mm-hmm. and things. So if I'm, I have a Star Wars playlist for my Star Wars books. Mm-hmm. I have a huge Trek playlist, right? Um, and I always love it. Does this ever happen to you? Like when you're when you're uh, when you're listening to something and it like syncs up perfectly with what's happening yes. in your book? It, See, I love that. That happened when I was reading the last volume of Star Wars Legacy uh, years ago. That was like yeah. 2012 or 2013, and I had my Star Wars playlist on, and I can't remember the track, but it was kind of like a. It might have been like the Emperor's death. Okay. Or it might have been Padme's funeral. It was yeah. like a kind of a somber piece. Okay. And I don't want to spoil how uh, Star Wars Legacy ends, but it was kind of like this: the big explosions were over, mm-hmm. the characters were left picking up the pieces, and there was it was it just worked like perfectly. And I was like, this is great. So. Yeah, I try to um, like I have a lot of I guess what I primarily listen to is like film score. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my. Yeah. My, my, my instrumental playlists do have like mm-hmm. other instrumental tracks like McCartney has a decent amount of instrumental tracks right. and that sort of thing so I do mix those in there but I but I I try to pair it with what I'm doing like if I'm reading graphic novels or something I have mm-hmm. a, a superhero playlist that yeah. I like to listen to but it is um, I I find that I can usually read I usually read a lot more if I have music going as mm-hmm. well. You yeah. know what I mean? It just, it, it feels like a more, I don't know, a more... Um, just Cinematic it's, experience. Yeah, it is. I mean, Thanks. you're right. It's like a multi, it's a multimedia kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I, I, I find that I can sort of get carried away mm-hmm. and, um, you know, swept away with the story if I've got, if I've got kind of a soundtrack yeah. going along with it. But I don't know how I read World War Z the way I did, because I read it while listening to music with lyrics. Okay. Um, Weirdly, the Postal Service, yeah. uh, which is not the kind of music you would listen to while reading World War Z, but they do have a really creepy track on there. I think it's called National Anthem. Mm-hmm. And I remember that song was on while reading World War Z, and I'm like, I'm done. I'm going to bed. And it was spooky. Yeah. So, I okay, so in college, uh, in maybe my like second year of college, some friends got me like a video game chair. Okay. One of those like uh, V kind of shaped rocking yeah. chair kind of things. Speakers it has speakers in the, in the yeah. back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I could hook my iPod into that. And so I would just, like, go sit on my chair with that. And, you know, that's how I would listen to it instead of just the headphones. So yeah. I had, like, this cool little rocking chair and the music. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> I do like... So that's that's another question. Uh-huh. Do you like headphones? Like, headphones versus just, like, ambient, like, room music? Uh... Honestly, I try to keep... I still do keep the music, like, down. Uh-huh. If it's too loud, I might get distracted. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's very atmospheric music. Yeah. So, like, but if I'm in the living room, I'll just put on YouTube on, using the Roku or something, um, or put on Spotify mm-hmm. with a playlist. If I'm in here with my computer, I tend not to use headphones okay. too much, unless, like, I'm in a situation where headphones have to be. But yeah. normally, I just prefer it on. Hmm. So I, I kind of like headphones. Mm-hmm. I like I like how it you know dampens everything else and, yeah. and puts it right in there. Kind of puts you in the zone. But yeah. Ben, for you, you think it's just distracting? Yeah, like I can. think so. And I mean, I have that same thing where if I'm if music is playing while I'm reading, I don't want it to be right in my ears because okay. then mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to focus. Right. Like I'm, I'm reading the book to. But I don't know. Like just hearing you guys talk about this is making me want to at mm. least try some, nice. try a little something. So, so my wife's a music major, mm-hmm. which means uh, she's an adult now. She's an adult now. But <laughs> yeah. when she was in college, she was a music major, yeah. and she's, so she had you to could go. Say she's a music teacher. She's a music teacher. <laughs> so in college, she had to go to a lot of concerts. Yeah. Uh, that the students performed or other oh, things boy. like. So a lot of. Uh, I remember those days. College like symphonic had, winds. Yeah, the symphonic winds would put on concerts. Okay. Jazz concerts would happen. Yeah. And she would have to go because she had to go to a certain amount. Yeah. Which meant I had to go right but 
if we we tend to sit in like the top balcony, mm-hmm. and so I would just sit there reading graphic novels while that was happening, and it just kind of worked perfectly. That's fun. So I read a, a pretty dark volume of The Walking Dead. There's not many other kinds of Walking right. Dead. While listening to the symphony there. Fun so. fact: When I had to go to those concerts, my friend Steve, who uh-huh. I saw the Rolling Stones with, right, he and I would sit in the balcony and play gin rummy while we listened to the music. <laughs> and it was like, what yeah. great background gin rummy music yeah. it was. So is it is it strictly? This, though? I mean, or, or do you ever listen to, like, film score or anything like that? Or yeah, just I, well, I think I used to more. Okay. Uh, because my, like, on my original, like, iTunes and everything, I had so many film scores. Yeah. And so I could kind of, like, cultivate something. Um, I, it, it, like, with Batman film scores or something, if I was reading well the comics, there's, there's, sometimes that would get too distracting, or mm-hmm. it was too many of the exciting tracks would play in a row, and I'm like, Batman's just talking about his relationship right now. He doesn't need this, you know, dun, 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 right. dun. Um, I didn't do too much of that. I remember listening to the GoldenEye soundtrack while reading, uh, what was it, Casino Royale. Okay. So there was that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I used to do more film scores, mm-hmm. uh, and I think I kind of veered away from that a little bit. I'll, if I'm doing, if I'm reading Star Wars, I'm going to put on Star Wars okay. music because there's just so much. Yeah. There's, you know, nine movies or whatever it is yeah. now. So... Yeah, I, re- I really like it. I just think it's... Uh, yeah. it, for if it's, me, it just makes it a more full If it's something huge like Star Wars or Star Trek, like that, you know, just franchise spanning, mm-hmm. and there's just so much music there, you I might as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, like when I was reading Battlefield Earth, for example, which was a thousand pages of nonsense, right. I did... I listened to a lot of... Um, uh, like just sci-fi in particular, mm-hmm. like I had a sci-fi playlist. You didn't listen to, to Space Jazz. The I did not did listen to Space that. Jazz, nor did I listen to the soundtrack to the film Space Jam. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, um, okay. Yeah. I didn't listen to either of those, but yeah. yeah, it is like it helps. It helps to flesh mm-hmm. out. I think the story sometimes. Um, let me ask you guys this: uh-huh. Do you, if you're gonna read, do you prefer to have like a long time to devote to it? Like, are you do you, do you like to sit down and be like, I know I'm gonna have like 30 minutes to do this. Or are you okay with pick up, put down? If I'm listening to music, that means I'm planning to do it. For you're a settled while. in, so okay. at least like an hour, yeah, or so. Because that's, I mean, if I'm only doing it for five minutes, I'm not you know, listening to anything. Yeah. Um, See, I would, which drives my wife's crazy. Like, I'm, I'm only going to be here for a few minutes, but I've like, right. got to get the music. No, I need to know that I'm like on the couch for a little bit. Committed. Or I'm in this chair. Yeah. Committed. So. What about you? Are you a binge reader? Are you? Um, t- it depends on the book. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. That's true. Um, most of the time, yeah, I like, there have been times in my life where I like, I have a set time where I go, okay, I'm going to, you mm-hmm. know, read this in the, every morning while I, you know, mm-hmm. drink coffee or yeah. whatever. And that, that I like. But mm-hmm. typically, yeah, I usually read for about thirty minutes to okay. an hour. This is why I like to have a like a novel and a and a graphic novel or a comic book going at the same time, right. so I can be like, I know I'm going to get interrupted, so right. I'll comic book this yeah, for a little. Yeah, that's that's what I did know. this summer. Like yeah. I cycled through, you know, mm-hmm. three or four different types of books for. But yeah. I was going to ask you, like, so you you know you listen to like film scores right. and you know these Star Wars and mm-hmm. Star Trek, but what do you listen to when you read a smaller book? Or like a smaller focus story, like, like House quieter. on Mango Street. Oh yeah, mm. um, yeah. See that sometimes I sometimes I'll pick a specific like album or something that I know is good, like mm-hmm. music that's a little bit softer. Um, I guess because you can listen to lyrics, you just have the whole world of music yeah. right there. Yeah, well, I do like to. I like to when I like. I just read that uh, Being John Lennon mm-hmm. uh, a while back, and that one. I think also because I know that story well that it was it was easier to kind of go back and forth. But mm-hmm. um, that one I had made a playlist of like 
you know, early like fifties and skiffle and that kind of thing. So like mm. they'd mention one and I'd kind of scroll over to that and let that one play, <laughs> which was really cool because right. it, re- you know, it felt like, yeah, a, I couldn't do that. Like a different thing. Goodness. Yeah. There's, there's a couple albums that I have, like the soundtrack to the movie passengers, for example, mm-hmm. um, is all really like melancholy and quiet. Yeah. So some of the, some of the different things like that you can kind of yeah. zero in on. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Taking like a film score that the music, like Steve jobs, which, uh, has like a really interesting soundtrack like every now and then i'll put that on because it has kind of this like 80s bleep and bloop kind of uh soundtrack a lot of t- like normally i'll just hit my overclocked playlist and press play but mm-hmm. sometimes i'll like either look for like an original video game soundtrack okay specifically because i think it has the right vibe or uh pick like a specific game yeah. like i'll just type in like donkey kong country 2 and let that music play because i know that kind of tone is like thematically yeah it works um but what was i just about oh and but a lot of the people who remix on overclocked remix they make their own original music okay um and so it kind they that will kind of lead to me to like some more electronica uh one of the remixes on ocr is uh goes by big giant circles and he has one album called there came an echo which is the very kind of sci-fi but also uh has some nice vocal performances in there that isn't lyrics but background uh are we gonna get a sample of his stuff on the uh and big Giants, the yeah we're episode? gonna hear his uh one of his ocarina of time okay so but keep, keep an eye out for that soundcloud.com slash all the books so like he he does the video game but listening to like their non-video game stuff too can sometimes really match that up i okay. but yeah unlike you i just can't I, I don't know how i did it that one time with uh world war z i mm-hmm. just I might have been able to when I was younger, but it just isn't anything I can do anymore. Huh. I think too it helps if it's you know if you're listening to old favorites that you yeah, know so well that you you're not like you I, know I okay so they become second nature. So when I was reading the second to last volume of The Sandman by Neil Gaiman, mm-hmm. I was listening to the By the Way album by the Red Hot Chili Peppers okay. at the same time. So yeah. this is when I was 17. So my brain must have had more going on. Yeah, it was spongier. <laughs> yeah, it was spongier. Mm-hmm. And now like Sandman by mm-hmm. Neil Gaiman and the By the Way album by mm-hmm. the Chili Peppers are like linked yeah. in my brain. Like looking at those books or listening to the music, I still get like snippets of the other yeah. one. And That's cool though when that happens. Yeah. Sort of... You know, these two become together. Yeah, and the same thing with like Cowboy Bebop is kind of linked with that. So now, like that album is linked with these things. But I don't, I don't know how I read that comic while listening mm-hmm. to the Chili Peppers. So that's crazy. Well, I can go back. That's something that um, I, you probably don't want to get out of this, but that that's something that uh, that can be really effective in novels as well. You know, mm-hmm. when they when the novel will have sort of a set list that goes with well, it. This, so okay, can... do you do you listen to the music that? books some because now that's a kind of a trend books putting in playlists i remember yeah. first seeing it with scott pilgrim yeah at the end of each volume he would say what he was listening while yeah. doing that volume do you listen to the music i did when i read your book thanks man <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i do i do like that when it mm-hmm. when when there's a chance to do that i think um you know authors don't do that unless they're you know thoughtful and intentional about it mm-hmm. so it wouldn't I think that they, I guess I would trust the author. If they're mm-hmm. saying like this pairs well with that, then I would, mm-hmm. I would believe them and, and listen to it. Yeah. So when that does come up and it's, it's not super common, but I think right. it's becoming more and more. Yeah. Uh, I do like to do it. Yeah. If it says, I can't say that I can't even think of a I time like when I even Val had, but maybe yeah. I'm wrong about that. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. I think. Authors I will think put she, out in Eleanor and Park. Is there, 
they talk that's... about I mean they talk about the Smiths and stuff. Yeah. But I yeah. mean like okay, so after if you're reading like Eleanor and Park, do you then go listen to the Smiths because that's all they're talking about? I'm sure I've done it for, yeah. for you know, books like that. But d- it's not you know, it's like mm-hmm. I'm gonna read this and then do this. I like, did after Eleanor and Park. I was like, Alright, I'm gonna get into the Smiths. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't happen. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So. Stephen King and the Ramones. He oh up yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, I think it's in, a lot of authors will just put out like a playlist of music they were listening to when mm-hmm. they were writing. Yeah, and that's always interesting. Like, but I don't know. Yeah, there you go. I like it. I think you know. I there's, think the written word and music pair really well together. Yeah, and I think it for me it enhances the experience. There's a kid's book. I think it's called Blackbird Fly. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you remember seeing this? No. It, the cover has like a girl and a guitar. I think she's in like middle school, but each chapter starts with what Beatles song she's listening to oh. or what she's That's, into at the time. I think I've seen that, yeah. So even like even these kids books are getting into it even mm-hmm. if it's you know Beatles music so yeah I, I don't think... like the way you said even no I'm it's... Be, like it's a, about a middle schooler yeah but she's you know even though it's a middle school book they're still you know saying like here's some Beatles songs for you too yeah so which is interesting yeah so well yeah. there's what we learned from uh, our uh, our online responses and just from our conversation here there's a pretty big variety of yeah. how people, what people like to yeah. listen to when they read. So, yeah. Ben, thanks for joining us for the spotlight. Oh, thanks for having me. So our next, our next episode, our next off the books episode is an interview. Oh, this week. Yeah. Yes. So because so much of the music I listen to when I read is overclocked remix, uh, we're interviewing. He goes by Lion Tamer. He's uh, Larry OG. He's uh, one of the communications. Uh, Oh, I can't remember his full title, so I'm going to cut that part out. Okay. But basically, if you're on Twitter and you're following Overclocked Remix, there's a good chance he's the one tweeting for okay. OCR, and uh, he, he'll give his full title and his full responsibilities on the interview. But we talk about uh, kind of the origins of the site, uh, uh, milestones that the site went through, uh, either big names and uh, video game composers coming in or remixes going on to be big names. Uh, and he, he talks about what he's been reading Great. as well. So it, it was a lot of fun. And then uh, the one after that is a, uh, a pretty hefty track playlist where uh, I've, I've got a list of uh, some examples of the site I'd like to like to share with you podcasts. Nice. Remember when we called everyone podcasts? I do, yeah. Yeah, that was Bring it back. Else. Yeah. Bring it back. Eric and I were at Heritage Days in Angelica over the weekend, and we got to stop, stop by, by the, the yeah. Angelica Community Radio Station. So if you're listening to us on 92.7, you're going to have to click over to soundcloud.com slash all the books mm-hmm. and listen to these off the books episodes because yeah. they're not going to air on the radio. That's so true. you can find us over soundcloud.com slash all the books, yeah. iTunes, Spotify, where else? Yeah. Really anywhere. Everywhere else. Anywhere you yeah. find your podcast, you can yeah. find it. And hey, while you're there, Maybe you could uh, rate, review, <laughs> yeah. share. It's yeah. helpful to uh, uh, get eyes on the podcast. Yeah. And find what do, it that what way. do we got coming up? I, the world's our oyster. I mean, we've had a lot of uh, we've had a lot of interviews, and our space theme with Universe of Stories has mm-hmm. dictated a lot of the stories that we've done. So now That's true. I see a Lonely Hearts book club coming up. Oh uh, yeah, we're getting into our fall with a big publishing bubble coming up. So I see mm-hmm. some uh, sexy new books episodes, <laughs> and maybe a few more interviews that yeah. we can we can we're, do. Uh, we're all done with our summer reading program. That's right at the library. Yes, we are. So. Uh, the library's a little bit quieter, but we're That's still right. pretty busy today. Yeah, I, uh, yes, we were. I called yeah. all the winners of our yeah. teen prizes, and they, they they came in fast. A lot of excitement. After, yeah, I made those phone calls, the and they were there as soon as I put the receiver down. So. Yeah, for our book news segment, I feel like we're kind of, uh, or not book news, but library news segment, we're uh, 
we're in the kind of the slow. It'll be quiet for like before. a week or two, and yeah. then we'll have a and historical we'll start, week. Yeah, history, history week. week. History weeks in September. We've yeah. got our job fair on uh, August tenth. So if you're looking yeah. for a job in the area, stop down to the library. We'll yeah. have lots of employers there. Uh, I already mentioned the book clubs. We're reading Asunder right now, and mm-hmm. uh, after that's going to be like Water for Chocolates. Mm-hmm. We're doing Catcher in the Rye for Band Book Weeks in September. Uh, and Eric already mentioned History Week. Of course, yeah. we have our regular slew of movies in the auditorium. Absolutely. So, yeah. David A. Howe Library org. You can see the calendar right there. Everything exciting coming up. Woo! Ben, are you about ready to play us out because we're we're winding yeah. down? I like I like the live music aspect yeah. to it. It uh, gives all the books yeah. a coffee house. Can you play thing. Riding the Storm Out by REO Speedwagon? No, we don't have the rights. I oh. <laughs> we don't have the rights. But that was a listener response that they liked listening to REO Speedwagon. That's so true. I yeah. like the way you were able to tie it in there. <laughs> Riding the Storm Out. You don't storm play the whole scene to play out, right? You just play like the Yeah, just a little bump, 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 wow. Waiting for the fallout. Yeah, that's coming. But normally I say something right after and then I have to cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>